It's time for Ms. The Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Podcast, the best place to go to get all your fantasy football news, analysis, and advice to dominate your league. Hi, you're listening to Ms. Montalban. I'm here today to bring you the latest signings, injuries, and breaking news. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. It's game day, baby. First game of the season, NFL action. The Dallas Cowboys at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can't wait. So, of course, there's not going to be a lot of breaking news. Not a lot of teams are doing anything. Everyone's sitting on their couch with a beer watching the game. Having said that, I want to start off with kind of the biggest news that's been going around on especially social media. It's the Le'Veon Bell uh, charade of, you know, he's on the practice squad. I said to leave him alone. And Harbaugh said there's a chance he might play this week. And there is a chance he might play this week. You know, they can sign him off the practice squad and he can maybe get some reps. But my my issue with Le'Veon Bell and all the traction he's getting and all the, you know, excitement of Le'Veon Bell in fantasy football circles is Le'Veon Bell hasn't done anything in like four years. He held out that last year for the Steelers. He was a bust that first year with the Jets. He was a bigger bust that second year with the Jets before getting traded to the Kansas City Chiefs. And he, I mean, there's been NFL running backs that have had whole careers, you know, the last time that uh, Le'Veon Bell was relevant. I mean, look at Royce Freeman, Carrion Johnson, uh, Darius Geis. I mean, those guys were drafted the last year that... Uh, Le'Veon Bell was relevant, and they're not even in the league anymore. So, I mean, I don't understand what all the hype is about. I, I'm not being bitter about Le'Veon Bell. I mean, he made a bad decision and uh, been in less than ideal situations. But I don't feel like the Ravens is going to be an ideal situation for him. Gus Edwards is going to be the guy. He's, even with the committee, I really feel like Le'Veon Bell's even if he's on the roster, is not going to be a guy worth getting in fantasy football circles. So not saying he's not going to get any stats, but it's not going to be relevant enough to be fantasy football relevant. So can we just stop it now, please? Please just stop it. Uh, I know everyone's excited about the season, and they're trying to hype up every little thing that happens, but I don't feel like this is one of them. Having said that, the Saints trade for Texans cornerback Bradley Roby. He was uh, you know, drafted by the Broncos and had a lot of potential. He looked promising, and then... Uh, you know, he, he kind of started shining a little bit late for the Broncos and then got signed by the Texans for a big contract, and he never really lived up to it. So, I mean, I feel like the going to the Saints is a, a fresh start where he can maybe excel. I'm not sure if it was just Bradley Roby not doing well or if, you know, he played for the Houston Texans, and they haven't been relevant in a couple years. They used to have a dominant defense. That defense started slipping dramatically. So I'm not ready to bury the guy. I think this could be a good move by the Saints, who are in desperate need of secondary help, because outside of Mich uh, Marshawn Lattimore, they, they really don't have anything. And I, I like any, you know, for as good as the Saints' defense is, that's the part that concerns me about how solid their defense will be. I think teams will be able to pass on them. It's just, uh, especially now that, uh, you know, they're one of the best run-stopping defenses in football. Moving on, Washington football team receiver Curtis Samuel. It's looking like he might not play against the Chargers. Uh, he's having a groin injury. It's not looking good. Uh, you know, I'll say that, and then, you know, two days from now, he'll be good to go. But uh, such is life in fantasy football. But if you have Curtis Samuel or you're really looking to pivot to a guy, uh, Diami Brown, the rookie receiver from North Carolina, He's going to be taking those reps from Curtis Samuel if Samuel doesn't play. And there's some intrigue there because it's against the Chargers, and the Chargers give up uh, a lot of passing yards. And I like what Ryan Fitzmagic can do there so he doesn't have a, you know, a slouch at quarterback. So uh, Diami Brown is kind of interesting this, this week, especially if you're looking for a cheap option maybe for FanDuel lineups where you, you know, have a lot of uh, high-level players and you need someone cheap. He can slide in there. But uh, definitely wait and make sure that Curtis Samuel's not going to suit up this week. But it definitely is a blow for the Washington football team. Uh, Texans, they sign wide receiver Danny Amendola. 
and that's a name we haven't heard for a while. He, he's been around the league, you know, the Jets and then the Cowboys, and, I mean, he's going back home to Texas, I guess, is, you know, he went to Texas Tech in college, so I guess that's a, a, a homecoming of sorts for him. But it's definitely the end of the line. I don't see him, you know, dipping into Anthony Miller or Chris Conley's, uh, you know, targets that the Texans uh, are going to have. But in general, I mean, the Texans are just atrocious. You look at that wide receiving core, and it's a lot of slot number three receivers that are all vying for targets outside of uh, Brandon Cooks. So I, I, even if Danny Amendola was going to get some targets, I, I still still don't think he's uh it's going to be significant enough to make him viable for fantasy football so uh evan ingram looks like closer and closer he's not going to play i said he was going to be out i still believe he's going to be out told you to stay away from kyle rudolph and partly because i really like caden smith as a pass catching tight end i think he's better than rudolph at this stage of rudolph's career so you know if you had to pivot i'd go to caden smith over rudolph but Again, I'd stay away from both. This isn't, you know, the Broncos do a good job of defending the tight end, so uh, it's only going to be a one-week thing. It's, it's, you know, not really worth talking about, but uh, something I wanted to bring up, uh, you know, for some roster decisions for week one. And there you have it. That's the breaking news. So let's get into the fun stuff. NFL Preview Alert. Let the games begin. The first game on our preview for week one of the NFL season of 2021. Really excited to kick things off. It's the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Houston Texans. Now, the Jaguars are favored by three points, and that seems reasonable. I don't know who's going to win this game. I think they're two of the worst teams in the NFL. I don't see the direction of the Houston Texans. They have a lot of overage veterans that are just mediocre overage veterans, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, you know, receivers. I like Brandon Cooks, obviously, at receiver, but outside of that, it's like, you know, Chris Conley, he's he's there. I mean, he's a body that's playing receiver. Nico Collins is a young guy, I guess. They have, you know, but is he going to get playing time? Uh, Anthony Miller in the slot, is he going to be that slot guy? I don't know. Just a lot of question marks. And the Jaguars, even though Trevor Lawrence is going to make his first official start, I feel like they, there's a little more of direction. But who am I starting? Who am I sitting? Uh, well, we're starting everybody. Starting everybody. So when if you have someone on in, in this matchup, you're going to play them and you're going to start them because anyone can have a really big game in this one. Both defenses are really bad. So, obviously, I feel like they're going to go over the 45.5 uh, over-under. Uh, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Jaguars. They're a field goal favorite. I think they – at least it's going to be a push. It's, it's going to be a field goal that they'll win by, but I think it'll be a little bit more. And it's going to be a really high-scoring game and just a shootout of mediocrity. That's what we'll call this game, shootout of mediocrity. Go Jags. This next Sunday morning game is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Washington football team. This was a tough one because I really feel like it's a tale of two teams that are exactly the same. Two really good defenses, two offenses that are intriguing and have potential to be high scoring. And I'm basically going with the Washington football team just because they're at home, and Los Angeles has to travel all the way across to the East Coast. And Chargers are favored by one point, but I'm liking the Washington football team. I like their defense a little bit better than the Chargers. I mean, Derwin James is back for the Chargers, Bosa, all those guys, but I think they're going to be a lot better than last year. I felt like the Chargers were you know, not very good last year because of the injuries, but uh that's the difference for me is I like Washington football team's defense a lot better than really a lot of, uh, like most of the NFL, to be honest. So the over under is 44.5 and 
although I've been talking about defense this whole time, I really think they go over. Like, there's going to be defensive touchdown, special teams play, or, you know, I think both teams are going to get over 22 points. Uh, if not, then one is for sure. And obviously I'm thinking it's going to be Washington because I really do feel like they win this game. So starting-wise, I'm starting Keenan Allen, and I don't like anyone else on the Chargers. Like I really feel like this is a bad matchup for Austin Eckler. Justin Herbert, I really like him as a quarterback, but I'm sorry in this matchup, I I don't like him as a play. Uh, you're going to play him because he was one of the top quarterbacks drafted, but I, I don't like this matchup for him. Mike Williams, same thing. He's the second receiver. I think he has a good year, but in this matchup, I, I don't like uh, his... Uh, I don't... I don't like it. And just so everyone knows what my basis is in regards to uh, a start or a sit is I feel like every player should at least get you 10 points. If that player is not going to get you 10 points, then I consider it a sit. Uh, If they're going to get you that 10 points or more, then they're a play for me. So that's how I judge it. Obviously, quarterbacks a little bit different. Uh, I just pick the top 12. If they're one of the top 12 quarterbacks, I feel like they're a play. And if they're not, then uh, they're a sit. So, having said that, we'll move on to the other side, Washington football team. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I definitely a start. I, I think uh, with Charger secondary is improved, but I feel like he can do some damage to the secondary, and that's going to be the difference in the game. Antonio Gibson, I like him. I feel like he's going to definitely maybe get a touchdown on the ground, get some yardage. They're going to use him a lot, so I think he's a star. J.D. McKissick, receiving running back. Chargers gave up a lot of receiving yards to the running back, so McKissick's perfect fit for this. I, I think he's a start. And then Logan Thomas, of course. Chargers, you know, they, they're able to do pretty well against the wide receivers. They're, they're not able to do so well against the tight ends. So uh, Logan Thomas is definitely a play. Having said that, the Chargers are really good against the wide receiver position, so I don't like any of them. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Diami Brown, uh, I mean, Adam Humphreys, you can throw them all in there. I don't like them. I think the Chargers will shut the receivers down, and they're going to have to use their tight ends and running backs to win this game and their defense, but I think they do it, and the Washington football team prevails. This next game is the Seattle Seahawks at the Indianapolis Colts, and the Seahawks are favored by two and a half points. I happen to agree. I like Seattle in this game. I'm taking the Seahawks. The over-under is 49.5, and I don't like that at all. I don't know who came up with that, but I'm taking the under. I, I, I'm way taking the under. I don't know why it's so high. Obviously, betting in Vegas, you know, they... That's the, what the betters are doing, so it's creeping up there to almost the 50-point mark, but I, I think it's way below that. So This game is it's, it's another one that's going to be a defensive battle. I think the Seahawks' defense is a little bit better. I still feel like they have a, you know, the secondary is going to give up some big plays, but that, you know, that Colts' defense could be one of the best in the NFL. And I was worried when Carson Wentz looked like he wasn't going to play, I thought that was going to put the Colts behind a little bit, but uh, now it looks like he's playing. So, uh, But I still like the Seahawks in this game. I just think the uh, Seahawks are a great, r- really run te- uh, organization, really uh, you know, well-coached team. I-, I like the talent there. I feel like the, the bigger playmakers. And I just feel like they, you know, the Colts haven't learned to win yet. Uh, you know, they, they made the playoffs last year off their defense, but... You know they had a quick exit, and I'm uh, I'm really on board with uh, you know what the the Seahawks are going to be doing this year. So uh, starting Carson Wentz, Seahawks gave up a lot of points to the quarterback, so I feel like Carson Wentz is a good start. And uh, Jonathan Taylor, of course, you're starting him now. He doesn't necessarily have a good matchup, but I feel like he's going to get a large volume. And if he gets one touchdown, I feel like he can, you know, with the volume he's going to get, he can get 40 yards for sure. So it's not going to be one of his best weeks that he has, but it's going to be good enough to uh, 
get uh, a decent amount of points for your fantasy football team. Michael Pittman Jr., Paris Campbell, I got them both on there. I feel like both of them can have pretty big games. But I, I feel like they, they'll take away from each other a little bit, and they won't wow you. They might get a touchdown, 60 yards, you know, but uh, it'll be good enough to be in your lineup. I'm sitting Jack Doyle. I don't like this matchup at all. It's see, Seahawks are, uh, you know, they defend the tight end really well, and uh, Jack Doyle should not be in your lineup. For the Seattle Seahawks, I'm starting Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. I feel like, you know, you need to pick on those cornerbacks in this Colts defense, and that's where you're going to get the production. So I really feel like Russell Wilson's going to be airing it out all day to those guys. Um, Russell Wilson I have as a start, but, I mean, I don't feel like he's going to have a day where, you know, it's it's not going to be as good of a day as what you'd want from Russell Wilson or that you're going to be used to the rest of the season from him. Chris Carson's a bench for me. I'm out on him. I like Chris Carson as a running back this year, but in this matchup, I the Colts have really good run defense, and Chris Carson's not a guy that I feel like is matchup proof. And then Gerald Everett. Gotta like Gerald Mount Everett. Um... He's a bench, though. Colts do a really... They, they probably do... like They're probably the best... They do the best job uh, defending the tight end in the league. They they just do. They're really good at it. Gerald Everett is... Uh, you know, he has... He's a sleeper potential this year, but uh, he's going to start off really slow with this matchup. And, uh, yeah, not much more to say here. I like the Seahawks, and uh, it's definitely going to be lower than 49.5 points. This next game is the New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. And I like the Panthers all the way in this game. I Panthers are going to win. They're four four and a half point favorites. I like him. Uh, the over-under is 44 points. I'm taking the under on this one. I really feel like this is a game, you know, Zach Wilson's making his debut start. I've already made my opinion known on him that I'm not a big fan. I feel like he's not going to be the the playmaker that they think he's going to be and uh, maybe not utilize the weapons as well as the Jets need to 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 win consistently this year so I'm again willing to eat my words if I'm wrong but uh, this you know this this first game the Panthers are really going to come out and, and dominate and this is kind of the Sam Darnold revenge tour for him he's uh he really wants this game it's He's bitter about his exit from the Jets, and I don't blame him. I felt like they used him as a scapegoat for the season last year, and now he's going to come in with the Panthers and some really great weapons in uh, Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. I feel like Terrace Marshall Jr. is going to have a big season, and it's in this game I think he can have a big game in that slot position. I don't feel like the Jets have a slot guy that's going to be able to cover Terrace Marshall. Tight end. Jets are probably the worst team in the league covering the tight end. So uh, here you go, Dan Arnold. He's a sleeper pick for you guys. Uh, Dan Arnold might end up having a really big game. So it's going to be the Darnold to Arnold connection. It'll be uh, interesting to watch and, and a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so the reason why I don't think it gets to 44 points is because I think the Jets score a lot, but I don't or sorry, I feel like the Panthers will score a lot, but I don't feel like the Jets will. It's going to be, uh, I think the Panthers could potentially, you know, beat them by more than 10 points in this one. I'm sitting Zach Wilson, I'm sitting Jamison Crowder, but, you know, Tevin Coleman, Michael Carter, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, Tyler Croft I really like. He's another tight end where he has a great matchup, and Tyler Croft could be a sneaky play where he could be productive. But, uh, you know, Elijah Moore, the rookie, Corey Davis, one of those receivers are going to have a decent day. I can't decide which one, and uh, I'm, I'm just starting both of them. If I had them on my roster, I'd start both of them against the Panthers. And, and Tevin Cole, uh, Coleman I like a little bit better than Michael Carter. It's going to be a running back by committee, so you're really just going to have to pick a guy. He has a great matchup and hope that he's the one that uh, gets the bulk of the carries in this one. Week one, it's really hard to uh, judge that. Usually you can get kind of a sense of who maybe the better play is, but 
uh, it's always wide open at week one. So we're just uh, kind of guessing ourselves based off of uh, what we've seen in the preseason and, uh, you know, depth chart wise. So that's really, I mean, I don't have much more to say about this game. It is what it is. And, uh, yeah, Panthers, I feel like will walk away with their first victory first week of the season. This next game is the Minnesota Vikings at the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm all over the Vikings in this one. I think they win. They're favored by three points. I think that's accurate. I think they win by more than that. The over-under is 47.3, and I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair, so I'm definitely taking the over on this one. And I'm starting almost everybody. I mean, Kirk Cousins, Davin Cook is going to have a game against... I mean, Bengals are one of the worst teams against the running back. Davin Cook makes really good run defenses look ridiculous. This is going to get ugly and get ugly quick. Davin Cook is going to be a beast. Um, Adam Thielen, uh, Adam Thielen, I think he can have a, a great game even though uh, they won't really need to pass the ball very much. Uh, I, I still feel like Thielen will get his targets and uh, touchdown. Tyler Conklin's a good one. I mean, the Bengals can't defend the tight end. They're really bad at it. And I don't trust Chris Herndon yet. I really feel like Chris Herndon will take over that role over time, but he just got traded there. I don't know if he knows the playbook. It concerns me to make a recommendation to start him. So Tyler Conklin's the other guy I would... I like him. I would probably start him. Je- Justin Jefferson, I'm benching. And I know what you're thinking. How could you bench Justin Jefferson against the Bengals? And I get it. I just feel like there's too many balls to go around. Uh, it's going to go to Cook. It's going to be to Thielen. And uh, whatever tight end they decide to use. So I, I really feel like this is going to be a game that uh, Justin Jefferson won't necessarily have a bad game. Maybe he'll have like 80 yards or so. Maybe he'll get shut out. I just don't think you'll get that 10-point threshold in this one. So moving on to the Bengals and what I expect from them. I'm starting everybody on the Bengals. I'm not starting Jamar Chase, mostly because, not because he's a rookie, but I I really feel like Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins are really going to take over. I feel like that's where the Vikings' defense is weakest, and, you know, both, both Higgins and Boyd are really consistent receivers. So they're going to get theirs. Jamar Chase, I feel like, is going to be the one that's kind of left out of that uh, offensive explosion by the Bengals. Joe Burrow, you know, I'm I'm playing him because he's Joe Burrow, but uh, Vikings do a decent job against the quarterback. So yeah, I, Burrow could fall out of the top 12. It just it really depends on Higgins and Boyd. You know, if they're able to score, I feel like that will really boost Burrow. But uh, if it's just a bunch of yards and receptions and targets, then... Uh, it, it could be a, a tough day for Joe. Uh, CJ Azuma, I like him as well. Tight end. Vikings didn't defend the tight end position very well. I usually won't recommend a Cincinnati Bengal tight end, but in this one, I am. And, and that's actually the reason why I don't like Chase. I feel like uh, Azuma is going to be taking those uh, uh, those targets that normally would go to that third receiver. So it'll be an interesting game to watch. Uh, and the fact that I think the Vikings really win this game, but the Bengals, I just don't feel like they have the defense to stop anybody. So Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense could have a really good day, and that won't matter. They still will uh, give up more points than they'll score. And that offensive line still scares me. So are they going to protect Joe Burrow? Is it going to last the whole game? I have some question marks for the Bengals that I don't have for the Vikings. So Vikings in this one, they win by more than three points. This next game is the Arizona Cardinals at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are three-point favorites, and I'm going with the Titans. It's close, though. I just feel like the Cardinals, they had issues on the road last year a little bit, and uh, they're playing a foe that they're not familiar with who's going to be a really good squad this year. So give me the Titans. Give me the, you know, I'll give up the three points. It's 51.5 is the over-under. I'm taking the over, of course, on this one. Uh, starting wise, I just I feel like this is going to be a high scoring game that's going to be kind of wide open on both sides. But in the end, it's going to be the Titans' offensive talents and just being the home team that's going to win them over against this team. 
And I, I don't feel like the Titans defense. I thought the def, Titans defense actually got worse than it did last year. So I feel like there's going to be a regression. And with the Cardinals, I feel like they're always making moves to fix their defense. I, I like the draft picks of Simmons and Collins at middle linebacker the last two years. I feel like that will help. But uh, I, I got to see it first. So starting Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds. Like I really like Chase Edmonds in this one. I think Chase Edmonds potentially could have a really big game in this one. I, I'm, I'm not worried about James Conner. And then DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, you know, A.J. Green, uh, Max Williams. I like all the Cardinals, actually. And, you know, mentioning Max Williams is, is kind of an odd thing, to be honest, because uh, Cardinals tight ends, they had Dan Arnold and didn't really use him much. He just had a couple spurts where he was maybe relevant. But uh, I don't know. I I feel like uh, every, any of the Cardinals could have a really big game, and if I have them, I'm gonna I'm gonna play them. For the Titans, it's kind of the same thing. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, AJ Brown. I'm starting all of them. Anthony Ferkser, he's the only one I would sit. Cardinals did a good job of defending the tight end last year. So although Ferkser is pro- you know I feel like he's gonna have a big season. He's not gonna start off having a big season in this matchup. Rondell Moore, I have him on the bench as well. I just feel like there's too many uh, targets to go around, and I think A.J. Green gets those targets, and Rondell Moore being a rookie, he's going to have a slow start and then really heat up at the end of the year. So This is a, a game I'd, I definitely want to watch. I feel like it's going to be a high-scoring, kind of like you know Madden video game type game, and uh, I, I definitely feel like uh, a lot of people are going to be excited to watch this one. But in the end, the Titans will prevail, and I feel like the Titans are going to be one of the better teams in the AFC this year. The San Francisco 49ers at the Detroit Lions. The San Francisco 49ers are favored by a touchdown in, well, not a touchdown and a half, but 7.5 points. I don't care if it was 40 points the the 49ers were favored by. I would take the 49ers in this one. I think the Lions are not going to be a good team. I'm not excited for them. And I, I don't see, you know, they don't have any weapons on offense. They want to have good defense, but they don't have the players to have a good defense. I th- I think the Lions, I mean, I know I just said the Jaguars and Texans are m- maybe the two worst teams in the NFL. I take that back. They're maybe second and third worst teams. Lion, Lions are going to be the worst team in the NFL. I, I just don't see them... Uh, getting many wins this season. So having said that, obviously you're taking the 49ers. 45.5 is the over-under, and I'm taking the under because I think there's going to be 45 points scored, and all 45 of those points are going to, be, going to be by the 49ers. So you're starting, you're basically starting every San Francisco 49er in this matchup, every single one. I would start, yeah, Kittle, Samuels, Brandon Nyuk, Sermon, Mostert. Uh, I like I like Raheem Mostert a lot. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Trey Lance is injured. He, even if he plays, I like him. I like whoever's playing the Lions. Lions, I'm sitting everybody. Hawkinson, the 49ers do a great job against the tight end. Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, Jared Goff. I'm, I'm sitting them all. I don't like this matchup at all. Uh, maybe Amon Ra St. Brown makes an appearance and does something. Quentin Cephas, maybe. Tyrell Williams, maybe. One of those receivers might do something. You know, if you hold a gun to my head or, you know, something. I've had to choose. Uh, maybe one of those receivers. But outside of that, uh, this is going to be a really bad day for Detroit fans. A really fun day for the 49er fans. And there's not much to analyze in this game. It's one team that's I think is really good and one team I think is really bad. And it's going to be a blowout. So, sorry. Sorry, Lions fan. This next game is the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. This will be the third year in a row they've played each other. Man, it's at Buffalo. 
And the Bills are favored by six and a half points, though. And these games have always been pretty close. I just... I mean, the Steelers aren't as bad as what people think they're going to be. I mean, their offensive line has question marks, but I think 6.5 is really way too much. So I'm not saying the Steelers are going to win, but I'm taking the Steelers and you give me the 6.5 points. I don't think the Bills win by that much if they do win. So 49 is the over-under. I'm taking the under. I A lot of... A lot of people are thinking this is going to be a high-scoring game, and I get it. Roethlisberger and those weapons, and then Josh Allen and those weapons. and But both of these squads have really good defenses. And I think defenses, especially the first week of the season, that's what's going to win out in this game. It's going to be their defenses. It's going to be a battle of those defenses. So, you know, if you saw the last game, uh, I mean, the Steelers were able to contain Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs that first half. And then... Uh, you know, they, they were able to exploit them in the second half, but, the you know, Steelers had a lot of injuries, and, and this year they don't. Bills on the other side, they were able to pretty much contain the Steelers and, and do a really good job. They had that pick six. So this is going to be a defensive game again. And starting-wise, I'm not starting a lot of people. Like, Stephon Diggs I'm starting because it's Stephon Diggs, and he's one of the best receivers in football right now. But, uh, yeah, everyone else is Steelers. Najee Harris I'm starting just because of the volume he's going to get. I think he gets more than 10 points. Dante Johnson, you know, they got to throw it to someone. I feel like uh, Tredavious White's going to be on Chase Claypool, and uh, they're going to contain Juju Smith-Schuster. So really, Deontay Johnson will be that sneaky play that, uh, you know, you just can't cover all those guys, and he's going to be the beneficiary uh, of, you know, the lack of attention. Pat Fearmouth? I like Pat Fearmouth. You know, Bills don't defend the tight end very well, and he seems to be the red zone guy. Like, Ebron might get yards, you know, between the 20s, but uh, tight end, you want the guy that's going to score the touchdowns, and I think Fearmouth could be having a pretty big day doing that, and uh, if anyone's going to score multiple touchdowns, it could be him. So he's on my starting list. Everyone else I'm sitting, though, for the Steelers and the Bills, to be honest. I, You know, how can you sit Josh Allen? He's one of the top quarterbacks. Uh, I don't necessarily say I would sit him. You know, you're not going to sit him if you have him on your roster. He might be the only guy you have on your roster at quarterback. But I just think that this is going to be a game where they're not going to do what, uh, you know, it's not going to be on par for what they're going to do the rest of the season. This is going to be a, a really tough game for both sides. And uh, it's going to be low scoring. So I don't think there's going to be a ton of fantasy value in this one. And I guess we'll see. Uh, you know, not going out on a limb, but definitely, like I said, it, it, people think it's going to be high scoring, and, and it's just not. So, uh, again, Bills probably win, but just not by 6.5. The Philadelphia Eagles at the Atlanta Falcons. This game is full of fantasy intrigue. The Falcons are favored by three points. I don't buy that. I'm taking the Eagles. I, I don't think the Falcons are a better team. I think the Eagles are a better team. I like the I like the Eagles all around. I'm taking I'm taking the Eagles. I think they win by more than three points against the Falcons. Even though the Falcons do play a pretty solid game at home, I will give them that. The over under is forty eight points, and I'm taking the over. Definitely taking the over. Uh, the starting and sitting, I'm starting Jalen Hurts, of course. He, I feel like he's going to have a really big day. One of the best days of any quarterback this week. And then, so, of course, Jalen Rager, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz. I'm starting everybody. Um, Jalen to Jalen. Jalen Hurts to Jalen Rager. That uh, Jalen to Jalen connection. I feel like that's going to be prosperous. Rager's kind of a, I think, a sneaky pick that you can have. And, you know, Devonta Smith, can, uh, he can be a good play here, too. So, uh, Miles Sanders, Mike Davis, both running backs. I, I don't feel like this is going to be a, a really good run day for on the ground for either team. So, I'm benching everybody on the ground. I, I don't like, like I said, I don't like Sanders. I don't like Davis. Uh, Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage. Kyle Pitts, I mean, Hayden Hurst. I think Hayden Hurst could be relevant in this game. Uh, I really feel like all three of those uh, 
well, all four of those guys I mentioned are going to be good weapons for Matt Ryan in this game, and he's going to use all of them, and Falcons are going to be efficient through the air, and the Eagles are going to be explosive through the air, and this is just going to be a high-scoring game with defenses. I mean, the Eagles' defense, I think, is better, but I don't think the Falcons' defense is better. I think, you know, it's... I think the Falcons are like the uh, the Titans. I, I think they got worse. So... Uh, we'll see how that shakes out, but uh, I don't understand the Falcons being three-point favorites. I definitely feel like this game's going to the Eagles. The Cleveland Browns at the Kansas City Chiefs. I just think this is going to be a fun little game. I do. I I don't get I get the hype the Browns are getting with their offseason and everything. They won the playoff game, got Cleveland excited. But I think uh, Cleveland's going to have a regression this year. They're they're not going to be as good as what people think. They're going to have a little tougher schedule. Uh, I think Baker Mayfield makes a regression. But having said that, I'm just talking about this game. You know, it's the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the best teams in in all of football. They're at home, opening week. Browns don't have a chance in this one, and it's unfortunate because they're really put in, (laughs) in a tough spot. Uh, Chiefs cover the six and a half points uh, in the 54 point over under. I'm taking the over. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I, I really feel like the Chiefs blow out the Browns in this one, but then the Browns get a lot of garbage time points and really push it up over that uh, 54 point uh, over under uh, threshold. So I'm starting Baker Mayfield just because of that. Kansas City Chiefs, they have good defenders, but. They give up a lot of yards and points for having a lot of individual defenders. So I'm starting everyone on on Cleveland. Actually, I'm starting everyone but their receivers. Chiefs do a great job defending the wide receiver position, and I don't feel like Odell Beckham Jr. is, you know, he hasn't been effective for three years now. He's been injured, and I need to see something from him to, to have any confidence. So he's on my bench. Juice Landry's on my bench. And everyone else is starting though. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. That two-headed monster, I think, can really they can really eat against this Chiefs defense. And I think they're both going to have big games. Austin Hooper at tight end. Chiefs give up a lot of yards to that tight end, so Austin Hooper is a start for me. So you know, obviously that means Baker Mayfield's a start. I, I really feel like Baker Mayfield will, you know, even though Landry and Beckham aren't going to be. Uh, aren't going to be uh, starts for me. I think they're sits. I think make Baper, uh, Baper, Baker Mayfield will be able to hit the tight end and uh, Cream Hunt in the passing game. And, you know, Hollywood Higgins, some of those other Donovan Peoples-Jones, uh, there'll be some other parts, and uh, Baker Mayfield will end up with a pretty good day. Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, Pringle, Kels, Demarcus Robinson, Tyreek Hill, like, all of them are in play here. If you have a Kansas City Chief, he's on your roster, you're playing him in this game. Patrick Mahomes is going to go off and have a huge day, and all of those people are going to be the beneficiaries. The only people I would sit, actually, is McCole Hardman because of that injury. I'm not sure he's playing, and I don't want to give advice on a guy that might not play, and if he does play, might not be up to up to par to, uh, to be uh, 100%. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Cleveland does a pretty good job against the running back, so this isn't going to be a good start for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But outside of him, man, that this offense is just going to cruise, and they're going to destroy Cleveland in this one. So uh, it'll be a fun game to watch, though. I mean, I like watching the Chiefs' offense. It's it's you know Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL, so it's his, you know it's moving into the Sunday evening games, and since there's only four Sunday evening games in Week One. You know, most of the nation's going to be able to watch this one, and it and it should be fun. This Sunday evening game is another fun one. So I, I they did a really good job scheduling in week one and having these uh, Sunday evening games all be pretty uh, intriguing. But this one is the Green Bay Packers at the New Orleans Saints. Packers are favored by four and a half points. I'm taking the Saints. I like the Packers to probably win, but Saints are at home week one. I'm I'm taking the Saints in the points. The over-under is 50, and 
There's a lot of high-powered weapons on both sides, but I think it's going to be a, more of a defensive game, so I'm going with the under on this one. Starting Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, the Aaron-to-Aaron connection. A lot of, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, you know, Aaron, Aaron, Jalen, Jalen. Uh, but anyway, Devontae Adams, starting him as well. Robert Tanyan at tight end. Saints don't defend the tight end very well, so Robert Tanya could have a pretty big day. And everyone else, I'm kind of, you know, those secondary receivers, Marquez Valdez-Gantling, Randall Cobb, A.J. Dillon on the ground. You know, I'm starting Aaron Jones, but the Saints have a really good run defense. So I'm really starting Aaron Jones for him getting the targets through the air, and uh, I think he'll be a more of an effective receiver in this one than running, uh, running back. And then for the Saints side, obviously, Tony Jones will have his breakout. Latavius Murray was cut, so Tony Jones is going to get those, uh, you know, those carries uh, that don't go to Alvin Kamara. So I think he's in line for a big day. Uh, Alvin Kamara obviously is a stud. You're going to start him no matter what, so he's a start. I think he's going to have a big day. And but I think he's, you know, the running backs are the only Saints that are going to have big days in this one. I really feel like the Packers are going to limit uh, the passing game, and. That's why I think it's going to be a lower scoring game than what we think. So, uh, again, I, I, I'm trying to predict who I think is going to win. I'm I'm going to go with the Packers winning the game, but the Saints covering. How about that? This next game is the Denver Broncos at the New York Giants. And this game's... This game's hard to uh, preview just because I I feel like both teams are in transition. You're not sure what to expect from either of them. But the Broncos are favored by two and a half points. And I agree with that. I think the Broncos are a better team right now, especially with that defense. So I like the Broncos to beat the Giants. The only thing that concerns me is the Broncos are going all the way to the East Coast to play the Giants, and, and the Broncos don't do that very well. But, uh, again, Broncos... Two and a half, I'm taking it. The over-under is 41.5. I'm taking the over. I really think it's going to be a higher-scoring game than what we think. Um, and not to say that, you know, over 41.5 is high-scoring. That's basically both teams, you know, 22 to 21 does it. But uh, I definitely think there might be defensive or special teams touchdown in this one. And uh, it's going to be over that uh, that over-under. Starting Daniel Jones... Uh, Broncos actually did give up a lot of points to the quarterback last year. Now, they had a lot of injuries, and now they don't, and their secondaries improved. So I, I don't think that ranking will hold up throughout the season, but it's the first game at home for the Giants. I feel like Daniel Jones will be an okay start. Saquon Barkley, Sterling Shepard, Darius Slayton, and Caden Smith, because if you remember, Evan Ingram is going to be out this week. He's not going to play. So Caden Smith, I actually like Caden Smith. I mean, he came in a couple times last season and, and did pretty well. And I expect him to do pretty well in this game. So keep an eye on him. Again, Darius Slayton, I I like him over Kenny Galladay. I really, you know, Broncos have a good secondary now. And I feel like they're going to bottle up Ken, uh, Kenny Galladay and uh, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are going to be the sneaky plays that end up uh, producing for for Daniel Jones. So on the Bronco side of the ball, I'm sitting Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Teddy Bridgewater, every, KJ Hamler, basically their whole passing attack. I'm not really bit. Maybe I'm starting Noah Fant. How about that? I, I think Noah Fant will get a lot of targets, and for the tight end position, he'll be a top ten play at least. So I like Noah Fant to be a start, but I. I don't like anyone else in that passing game. I really feel like the Broncos are going to, you know, get the the brunt of their work done on the ground with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. So I'm starting both of them. And uh, I expect big things from both of them to against this Giants defense, even though I, I do feel like the Giants defense has improved as well. But we'll see. This is uh, this will be you know the game probably least watched with all the other uh, Sunday evening games that are uh, going on. But uh, again, Broncos win this one. 
This next game is the Miami Dolphins at the New England Patriots. So, another good Sunday evening game. Patriots are favored by three points. And I happen to agree. I'm taking the Patriots. I hate to do it because I really feel like this is a Dolphins chance to beat the Patriots. But with two at quarterback, I just don't feel like they can move the ball against this Patriots defense. I feel like he's going to make a lot of mistakes. And Patriots are going to get some defensive touchdowns. Uh, well, I shouldn't say touchdowns. Maybe a defensive touchdown. Um, but the over-under is 43 points. I'm taking the under. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. You know, Mac Jones is making his first career start, and then you got two on the other side. That just calls for a really low-scoring game to me. I'm starting Miles Gaskins just because of the volume he's going to get. They're going to try to take the load off of Tua, and I think it's a smart move if they do that. Jacoby Myers, I think he has a big game. Nelson Aguilar, he could have a big game if Mac Jones is able to hit them. Uh, the Dolphins don't do well against those outside receivers. They cover everything else pretty well. So those are really the only three people I have starting. That's, I really feel like this is going to be a really bad game that's uh, going to be a defensive battle. And both offenses won't be able to move the ball. And it won't be because of good defense necessarily. It's going to be more because of really bad offense. So everyone else is pretty much benched. Tua, uh, Mike Kosicki, Devontae Parker, uh, Will Fuller, Jalen Waddell. I got them all on the bench. And then for the Patriots, I mean, Mac Jones. I have Damien Harris on the bench, and I hate to do that because uh, I like Damien Harris, but this week is not a good matchup for him. James White, Janu Smith, Hunter Henry. I have all of them on the bench, and I do like Janu Smith and Hunter Henry too, but... Yeah, this is going to be an ugly one. And uh, it's a good thing the uh, the Packers and Saints and the uh, Browns and Chiefs are on at the same time because uh, those will be, probably be a way more entertaining and, and catch your attention. Moving along to the Sunday night game, it's going to be the Chicago Bears at the Los Angeles Rams. And... I mean, Andy Dalton's playing quarterback. The Rams' defense is mighty. Rams are favored by 7.5 points. And, you know, that's significant, but they're at home. And I like that defense, and I don't trust the Bears' offense with Andy Dalton. So I'm taking the Rams, and uh, I'll give up the 7.5 points. The over-under is 47.5, and I'm definitely taking the under on this. I think it's going to be a defensive game where the Rams just kind of dominate, but uh, don't necessarily... Don't necessarily score a lot of points. So starting not a lot of people. Starting Cooper Cup just because I like, you know, the way they move him around and try to get him the ball. So I feel like it'll be a significant of enough game for him that uh, he'll, he'll get enough targets to uh, be relevant. Tyler Higby, I mean, the Bears don't defend the tight end very well. I think this could be a really big game for Tyler Higby. So... Uh, yeah, that's really it. I mean, everyone else is on the bench. I have Matthew Stafford, Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, Bobby Trees, which pains me to do that because I love Bobby Trees, but he's on the bench. And uh, for the Bears, I have Allen Robinson starting because got to start Allen Robinson, the second. He's going to be one of the best receivers. He's already shown that he's matchup proof, so uh, I, I don't see a reason to bench him. I mean, outside of the fact that uh, he'll probably have Jalen Ramsey on him, and that'll be a pretty uh, good matchup. But I, I can't. I mean, I feel like Allen Robinson can roll out of bed and get ten points no matter who he plays. So he's that good. So, uh, but everyone else is on the bench: Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, I, Andy Dalton, of course. I just really feel like this is going to be a bad day for the Bears, and I know there's a lot of excitement, but. Uh, it's going to be one of those games where you know they sent Andy Dalton out there to kind of kind of throw him to the wolves because they knew it was going to be a, a massacre, and then get the support behind Justin Fields for Justin Fields to come in uh, after this game and uh, you know start uh, taking over the reins of that Chicago Bears team and, and that offense. And it's a smart move by the coaches because I don't think I would want to throw Justin Fields out to the wolves against the Rams that first game. So that's my theory, anyways, and I'm sticking to it. But, uh, yeah, it's not going to be a pretty game, but, uh, uh, 
you know, it'll, it'll be fun to see that Rams defense. And here we go for our final game of week one. It's the Monday night game, the Baltimore Ravens at the Las Vegas Raiders. And what a way to wrap up week one than to have the finale in Vegas. The Ravens are favored by four and a half points. And that's where it kind of ends with me. I'm taking the Ravens in that four and a half. I'll give up that four and a half all day long. I don't think the Raiders are a very good team. I don't think they'll be a very good team this year. And the over-under is 50.5. I don't know why it's a, you know such a high uh, over-under. I like the under on this one for sure. And this one is, it's, I don't know, it's kind of, it's going to be another one where the matchup, you, you see it and you're like, oh, that's intriguing. And then you end up watching it and it's going to be kind of more of a blowout than what you anticipated. So um, starting wise, I'm starting Lamar Jackson. I think he has an amazing day. Gus Edwards. I think Gus Edwards can, you know, I think he's going to have one of the best games of the week and it's going to be on the Monday. So, you know, we're all going to talk about all the great performances and then Gus Edwards is going to roll out of bed and he's going to have uh, one of the top performances of the week. Hollywood Brown, I begrudgingly put him as a star. He's going to have a good game in this matchup. And Sammy Watkins, you know, I will not put Sammy Watkins as a star any most most of the season, actually. I can guarantee you he won't be there, even with a good matchup, be there during the season at all. But he's always good for the first week of the season to have a great performance and then the playoffs after that. So since this is the first week of the season, Sammy Watkins is a star. He's going to produce... And, uh, yeah, just, just how Sammy, that's how Sammy Watkins rolls, <laughs> you know, give you a good first impression and then, uh, saves the best for last at the end. Mark Andrews. I like Mark Andrews in this matchup. He'll have a good game and, uh, yeah, th- that's about it. I mean, for the Raiders, I have Darren Waller because he's just, you know, you can't defend him. So I think the Ravens will struggle with that. But outside of Darren Waller, I mean, Derek Carr has a horrible matchup. So I have him on the bench. Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, I don't think they'll get much going, so they're on the bench. And then Brian Edwards, Henry Ruggs, and Hunter Renfro. I just I don't like that. I mean, I need to see more from their receiving core this, uh, this season. And until I do, I'm not going to have confidence in them, especially in a matchup like this. So they're all on my bench. And... Uh, I think this will be a low-scoring game, and the Ravens will walk out of this 1-0. Now it's time for the Burke and Miz the Wiz Montalban Stars of the Week. Let's see who they are. Let's get into the Stars of the Week. Really excited about Week 1. It's actually, you know, it's kind of a crapshoot like we talked about already. We're not sure how defenses are going to be, what their schemes are. Not sure about offenses, how guys are going to be used. So this this is always a tough one, first week of the season. But uh, I like challenges, so let's get started. Stars of the week, QB. Number three, I have Jalen Hurts against the Falcons. Now it's at Atlanta, but the Atlanta Falcons are just the worst team against the quarterback. And Jalen Hurts running the ball throwing the ball. I, I really feel like this is going to be a really big game for him. And uh, I don't think the Falcons did anything to improve that secondary. I still feel like, you know, a running quarterback like Hurts can do a lot of damage on the ground. So put that all together. I feel like he has a top three performance this week. Number two star of the week. Didn't have to put a lot of thought in, into this. It's Patrick Mahomes. They're playing the Browns. And, yeah, the Browns are improved a little bit. Potentially, I, I still feel like they could have a season where they fall off um, with all the offseason hype that they always seem to get. But, I mean, Chiefs are going to win this game. Everything the Chiefs do well, the Browns don't. You know, like cover the tight end. Patrick Mahomes is going to be hitting Travis Kelsey like crazy. Tyreek Hill's going to have a big game. So, in in lieu of that, uh, that means Patrick Mahomes is going to have a really big game as well. So, Kyler Murray is number one 
Arizona Cardinals at the Titans. Now, I know I picked the Titans to win, but I still feel like it's you know going to be that shootout, and Kyler Murray's going to do a lot of damage through the air and running the ball, and might be the best play of the week. Like I said, I don't like the Tennessee Titans defense. I don't like the offseason moves they made. I do like Bud Dupree, but I don't feel like they did enough in their secondary. So Kyler Murray's going to have a heyday. He has so many weapons at his disposal. A.J. Green, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Ronda Moore. It's just, I mean, it never ends. So this will be a big game for him, and he'll be our number one star. So moving on to running back, our number three running back is Chase Edmonds for the Cardinals. Now, you're probably sensing a theme here, and and you will with uh, the stars of the week. They're mostly the same couple of teams in uh, high-scoring affairs. So I I think Chase Edmonds is going to have a really big game on the ground and through the air against the Titans. And it's going to be... You know, such a big day that he has on Sunday that's going to be a top three performance. I was high on Edmonds coming into the season, and I know people were worried about him be, you know, being the man, and he didn't do so well last year when that was the case. But I've, I've seen enough of Chase Edmonds when he, you know, of his play last year to really be intrigued and excited about him this year. And, you know, he's, he's not the only guy. I mean, James Conner's there. I just feel like, uh, you know, James Conner's will take away some of that volume on the ground, but really going to be the Chase Edmonds show this year and especially in week one he's going to have a big game number two Raheem Mostert Uh, I know I always say Mostert Mostert however you want to pronounce it Uh, 49ers Lions are the very worst at stopping the run and I know there can be like three different 49ers running backs and all of them can get like 100 yards and you know two touchdowns like it's going to be that type of game but uh, I really I really like uh, Mostert and what he can do in this one. So he's my number two running back. And then my number one running back is Gus Edwards against the Raiders. Gus Edwards is, you know, Raiders were horrible against the run. Ravens usually have kind of a committee backfield where they use Dobbins and uh, 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 what's his name? Houston Texans, Mark Ingram. Thank you. Uh, Mark Ingram, but Dobbins is hurt out for the year. Justice Hill's out for the year. Ingram's over at the Texans. There's really not much. I mean, it's Tyson Williams and Gus Edwards, and no one has seen enough of Tyson Williams in the regular season to be confident that he's going to get a lot of volume. Gus Edwards will get that volume. So give me Gus Edwards, and uh, I I think he's going to have the most dominating performance of any running back in week one wide receiver my number three receiver is Tyler Boyd for the Bengals against the Vikings I know I know I I already talked about you know that game and the Bengals were going to lose because they don't have an offensive line and they give up a lot of points but I still think they'll score a lot of points and Tyler Boyd seems to be their most consistent receiver he gets uh, you know no matter who the quarterback is gets a lot of targets so I'm banking on Tyler Boyd to have a big enough week that uh, he's going to be a top three receiver. Number two, Tyreek Hill. I already talked about it. Mahomes is going to be the quarterback. The Browns defense I don't think is good as what people think it's going to be. And they're weak at stopping the number one receiver and stopping the tight end. And Tyreek Hill is that guy. So he's going to have a really big game. And, uh, you know, not, not the type of game where, you know, against the Buccaneers last year where we had like 200 25 yards and two touchdowns, but, uh, you know, it'll still be a really big game. Number one, DeAndre Hopkins. Old DeAndre Hopkins for the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I had Kyler Murray. I had Patrick Mahomes. So these guys are who they're going to throw to. Hopkins gets a ton of targets. He got a, a ton last year. And even though there's a lot of weapons for this Cardinals offense, DeAndre Hopkins is not affected by that. He gets his share. He gets his fill, and he's the main guy. And he just signed that extension. So he's going to be there for a while as well. So, And, and again, I don't like this Titan secondary. I feel like they're going to pass all over it, and DeAndre Hopkins is going to have the best uh, game as a wide receiver this week. At tight end, my number three tight end is Tyler Croft for the Jets. And, you know, I just spent the whole time ragging on Zach Wilson. 
Uh, I guess Zach Wilson's going to be my new Mitchell Trubisky, except for uh, Zach Wilson has a chance to prove me wrong. Uh, Tyler Kraft is going to be his his weapon that he can go to. Rookie quarterbacks, you got to like tight ends. It's kind of like their security blanket. And Panthers are really bad at stopping the tight end. Really, really bad. And Tyler Croft, you know, he was used in the preseason, got uh, got thrown a lot of targets, had a lot of touchdowns, and I, I like Tyler Croft in this matchup. My number two tight end is Dallas Goddard at the Falcons. Again, you look at the connection. Jalen Hurts, he needs to throw to some. Excuse me. He needs to throw to somebody. I, you know, wide receivers obviously are options, but I think uh, Jalen Hurts is going to really utilize uh, Goddard uh, in the red zone, and he's going to have a perform. Even with Zach Ertz, I mean, Zach Ertz could have a great day too. Um, it's going to be a high-scoring game, so I, I think Dallas Goddard has a good enough game that he's a top three tight end, and I have him at number two, and then number one. We've already kind of hinted at what it was going to be. Travis Kelsey, or Travis Kels, sorry, I forgot his new way of saying his name. Well, new way for us. And uh, Travis Kels is against the Browns, and they're really bad at defending the tight end, and you have Patrick Mahomes giving him the ball. Kels is going to have a really big day, and he's going to have the best day of any tight end this week. So uh, mark it up, and... uh, Let's see. Uh, let's see how I do on these predictions. But I'm excited about it, and I, I you know, for week one, I, uh, I don't know. I'm pretty confident about it. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. This is the FanDuel lineup. This is the part of the show where we give you our lineup to win you money. So it's pretty easy. You listen to this podcast. You put in this lineup. And you win money on FanDuel. So, first off, at quarterback, I have Jalen Hurts against the Falcons. You know, we've been building him up, the the Jalen to Jalen connection, and he's at $7,600. I feel like the matchup's too good to be true at that price. He's in there in my starting lineup. Next, at running back, I have Dalvin Cook. I spoke about how bad the Bengals are at stopping the run and how good Dalvin Cook is of, you know, completing the run. So that's a, that's going to be a recipe for disaster for the Bengals. Not so much for Dalvin Cook owners, especially Dalvin Cook people that put him in their FanDuel lineups. He's $9,400, so it's expensive. I get that it's expensive, but it's going to be so worth it. He's going to dominate, and, I mean, I, I feel like he could get a couple touchdowns and 100 yards by the half. Now, I don't want to set the expectations too high, but I'm, I'm really liking this matchup. My next running back, I have Alvin Kamara for the Saints. Against, you know, the, they're hosting the Green Bay Packers. Kamara's $8,600, so that's, again, pretty expensive. But the Packers give up a lot of yards to the running backs. They, they did last year, and receiving backs in general, too. And Alvin Kamara's good at both. So even if Kamara's bottled up a little bit on the run, I like his ability to do some special things on, you know, through the air. So I really like getting him in my lineup. Receiver number one is Robbie Anderson. The Jets are at the Carolina Panthers. And Robbie Anderson, I just like his value. He's at $6,200. He just signed that big contract. He's going to be the guy. And... Sam Darnold's going to be feeding him the ball and just uh, you know pumping it, pumping it to him in the end zone. So I, I couldn't resist that sixty-two hundred dollars. And, and the Jets aren't really that good at defending the outside receivers. Um, they're they're definitely uh, you know like what twelfth, thirteenth in that regard. So I, I like Robbie Anderson here. My other receiver, like I said, the Jalen to Jalen connection. I got Jalen Rager. And I needed someone at value, and I think Rager could have a really big game. And at $5,400, playing against a team that's the worst in the NFL last year against the pass, why not take that chance? I feel like it was a good risk, and it could really pay dividends, and I I like Rager in this capacity. So uh, My next wide receiver, this one is an expensive one, $8,100. I have Calvin Ridley 
on the other side. You know, going against the Eagles, Calvin Ridley is going to be the man. They traded Julio Jones, so all those targets are going to go to him. And the Eagles don't do a very good job of defending, the, you know, those receivers. So Calvin Ridley's on pace to have a really big day. My tight end, I had to kind of bargain shop in the dumpster dive. It's uh, Tyler Croft, New York Jets at the Carolina Panthers. I Carolina Panthers are one of the worst teams in football at defending the tight end position. Tyler Croft, uh, it was you know he had a great preseason and kind of showed a good rapport with Zach Wilson that he'd get the ball. So I like Tyler Croft. They liked him enough that they traded Chris Herndon and um, they cut Ryan Griffin and then obviously brought him back. But I like Tyler Croft in this matchup, and at forty-seven hundred dollars, it could be a you know a bargain that ends up paying dividends for me. The flex position, I have James Robinson for the Jaguars. They're at Houston. Houston's one of the very worst teams at stopping the run. Travis Etienne is injured. There's really not anyone else to, you know. Carlos Hyde, maybe? I mean, I really feel like it's going to be the James Robinson show, and he's going to uh, get the bulk of the carries, and he also is not, you know, he's a decent receiving running back as well for uh, for how good he is in between the tackles. So at $5,900, I feel like that's a bargain. I'm on the James Robinson train, so I, I have him as my flex person. And then to wrap it all up in a nice little bow, I needed a defense that was fairly cheap. I chose the Denver Broncos, mostly because Daniel Jones likes to turn the ball over. He fumbles a lot, and uh, I feel like the Broncos could take advantage of that. And at $4,100, it's a great risk, and uh, I feel like it's a it's a bargain to get the Denver Broncos defense against the New York Giants at that price. So I have zero salary remaining, so I used all of it. And I'm really confident in it. I I feel like it's a good lineup, and I guess we'll see on uh, Sunday. But uh, we'll be back on uh, Tuesday to talk about it and uh, see maybe where I hit and maybe what I did wrong. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, the hay's in the barn, and now there's nothing left to do but to put in your fantasy football lineup Sit back, relax, and watch some NFL football games this weekend. Can't wait. Season finally here after all this off-season talk about it. Now we get to see what actually happens. So, good luck, everybody. Again, you're watching the Miz the Wiz Montalban Fantasy Football Show. You can catch me on Spotify, Google, Apple, all the major podcast applications. And we'll talk to you next week to talk about what happened. Cheers. 